have a very special announcement, apparently. <laughs> Jared loves men. Well, you know, they're just they're just so big and strong. It's hard not to love them. Well, can't fault you on that one. But we can't spend all day talking about how great men are because this, after all, is the Enemy Slime Podcast, episode number one hundred and thirty-seven. We mostly talk about how terrible women are. I am your uh, I am your red pill loving host, Jared, and I am joined today by Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. I am actually working on an article on the ten hunkiest men in video game. Oh, very you nice. Won't, you won't, you won't guess where Cliffy B is. I won't believe who number eight is. <laughs> no, you won't. I'm sure. We have. But Ms. I have to tell you, doctors hate him. We have Mr. Doug Wilson. I am. My code name is Menemy Slime. Ooh, very nice. Very nice. We have Mr. Michael Mahoney. Hey, everybody. Ooh, very, that's, uh, that was a thing. <laughs> let's, what, I'm trying to fit in with this new uh, direction we're going. Let's jump right into this world of uh, video games that we so often find ourselves living in. And uh, maybe we should start things off on a somber note with a, just a titch of uh, bad news. The hotly anticipated Final Fantasy XV saw a delay this week in order to avoid having a day one patch. And that delay has pushed the game back to November 29th. Oh, Thanksgiving? Is, uh, no, what day is Thanksgiving? I don't know. It's 20 something. I'll be around then, yeah. Let's see. I don't think I want to ruin my Thanksgiving with Final Fantasy. (laughs) It'll be be on a Tuesday the week after Thanksgiving. Ah, okay, yeah. You're going to miss, uh, you're going to miss Black Friday. Oh, yeah, uh, it will. That's kind of crazy. Well, I mean, you know, hey, it's worth it to not have that day one patch. Am I right, guys? So even if they, like, released it within two weeks, I don't think they could have done, like, a sale or something? No, I mean, I I, I, I doubt it. Uh, if it came out at its normal scheduled time, it almost certainly would have been on sale during Black Friday. Yep. But, yeah, you, you, you can't release your game and immediately, like, slash it down to $30. <laughs> <laughs> or, or can well, you? You know, that, seems like Square was, Enix can do whatever they want. So. Exactly. If it was a company that I expected to pull that shit, it would be Square Enix. So, so really, so probably jack the price up thirty <laughs> percent. I mean, who are we to yeah, say? Right. It's usually like a ninety dollar game. Yeah. It's a Black Friday fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, if you were looking forward to that one, if you still somehow had faith in the franchise uh just why? Uh, you know re- yeah you're stupid you've got plenty Tell us why. now you have a couple more months to reset your expectations and get the correct worldview write us a physical letter as to why you still play these shitty games yeah <laughs> and then if you write that i'll buy you that game now that's so apparently i'm the person with the set i was going to review the jrpg <laughs> that's right you're the one that gets to cover this shit jared say limit yeah, one sucker. Limit one, yes. Limit one offer not available in places where it's not available. This is a very informal sweepstakes. <laughs> We're gonna get sued. Yeah, but nobody's gonna do shit. All right. Just make sure to send your credit card number. Next up, the uh, those six dollars shipping. <laughs> Met- Metroid finally gets a new release this week, this coming Friday with the hotly anticipated Metroid Federation Force. And it was revealed today that if you already... Let's say let's say Federation Force is a wound, right? A, a weeping wound. Well, then Nintendo just went ahead and crammed a little salt in there for you by uh, revealing a Samus Aran cameo 
I guess one of the missions she appears to like help the team out. To emasculate you. Did you watch it? Do you do you know what she looks like, uh, or do we have I, any info other than that? I haven't even clicked on the news. Okay, so we couldn't we couldn't be bothered. I, I, like, I, I couldn't I couldn't be less excited about this game. I mean, I can't think of a. I, I don't know. There's. It's probably lose lose because I'm sure there are people who would be mad that she wasn't in it at all. And then I'm sure there's people like us that think that it would have been better if they just didn't sully that the character. But whatever. Why is this even a Metroid game? Yeah, and that's, not, not to go back to this well. Yeah, but. like like just to circle back to the original problem, which is they made this game, and uh, I feel like that's a pretty big issue. Yeah, like this is all. All of this is a mistake. So. I, and you know some bells can't be unrung. Like we're far enough along now. Uh, yeah, it's happening. There's there's just no fixing this. It's uh, it's it's unfixable. I would say the biggest news from this past week is, of course, the release of No Man's Sky, and we're gonna need to spend a long time uh, hashing this one out. So if you don't find so... No Man's Sky to be interesting, you probably just heard all of the podcasts that you needed to hear. There might be some games afterwards. We're going to try. See how this goes. We're going to try. Maybe this will go by really quick. I don't know. Uh, But, you know, last week we kind of talked about those two players who found each other. And we were just kind of musing about how they couldn't see each other. And uh, they couldn't really... Nobody could really get a straight answer as to whether or not they were supposed to see each other. And, um, you know, life went on. But as as people have spent time with the game, you know, this isn't a situation where, like... Uh, they released Uncharted and you found out that the main character wasn't Nathan Drake. You know, it, it's not like a Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty sort of deal where, where you pretty quickly see that, that things are not the way they were advertised to you. Uh, this is instead very much a situation where because of the nature of their universe, they can promise that, you know, anything that they want to is hidden somewhere in there and you just haven't found it yet. So it's taken a while for the internet to kind of collectively understand just how much stuff isn't in the game that we were told would be in the game. And uh, today, a poster on Reddit, he goes by the screen name Meet Wayne Care. Uh, Which is a great username, by the way. Posted, what's the significance of that? I don't know, Wayne Care. I just like the name. Oh, you just, you just like the name. <laughs> well, I like the yeah. cut of his jib, because he posted a... I mean, this thing's huge. I have to scroll my wheel like eight times just to get to the bottom of it. But he posted a very extensively researched uh, kind of log of all of and the. He loves it. All more, of the features. More importantly, incredibly sourced. Yes. Like yes. There, there's no like ambiguity to where like, no, oh, you're just making this up. So I thought I thought for sure when I looked at this that a lot of the features that are missing and his sources for them, I thought for sure these are going to be like, uh, you know, print interviews from five years ago when the game was just, you know, still a, an idea, not even something that existed. But instead, he has pretty much linked to either official marketing material or video interviews with Sean Murray uh, some of which, a, a large number of which, took place about four months ago, mm-hmm. which uh, was very close to the time that the game was originally set to release, which is just mind-blowing that you would still be saying some of the things that you're saying uh, when, yep. you're, when you're just about to put the game out. 
Before we run through this document, why don't we just talk about it kind of personally? Because both you and I have played it. I showed it to Michael and Doug the other day, uh, so they got a nice, uh, good look at it. What, what? Um... Like, you didn't really get the whole like humiliation package. I mean, I, I feel yeah, like. Much. I feel like they got a pretty complete experience. They they were kind of itching to leave and didn't really want to see any more of it. Oh, uh, so, so yeah, they got the, the whole experience. So, so I at least was able to show it to them to the point where they wanted to see no more of it. This was even after we'd eaten, so I wasn't in a hurry to go anywhere. Right, he wasn't hungry or anything. He just wanted to be doing anything other than playing yeah. No Man's Sky. <laughs> like sitting quietly staring at the wall. So um, what are your thoughts on the game, Lucio? How are you finding it? Uh, I mean, I'm not really disappointed because I expected something like this to happen, but it's very primitive. And the spore comparison has been brought up a lot. But I'd like to point out that you could do more shit in spore. Yeah, actually, I feel like spore feels like a more complete game. Yeah. Uh, like, the, the the space stage in spore, you could, like, change, like, planets, terraforming them. You could You could find civilizations in different states of development like you go into a planet and it will be like you know people like hitting rocks together going ah, blah, blah. um here I've, I've only found like all i all i ever found in your planet is like a building with a dude sitting in there going like ah oh, bring me 10 alloys mm-hmm. and then if you give him the wrong alloy he like farts at you <laughs> that's um, what I, a lot of times people come into my house and i usually give them a quest you're you're sitting there holding your tablet, and you look up and you say, "Give me, you know, uh, give me silicate. Bring, bring me ten boxes of crisp, uh, fruity pebbles. Fruity pebbles. <laughs> exactly. So you know, and then if you if you bring him the the wrong the wrong silly, uh, silicate, he'll like get mad and fart at you. Um, Classic Doug. <laughs> but, That's why uh, I don't drive you know, my like, space station to Doug's house anymore. <laughs> Like I haven't seen any water in this game, and oh, I've, we we actually I think the only planets I was able to show them were water planets. Yeah, we saw oh, really? a ton of water. I just Believe kinda, it or not, you're not missing anything. I just kind of no, I'm just saying it's like weird to me because I haven't found anything. Well, like I got um, I got excited because I went to one of the water planets and they had a they had a like uh, interesting marker, you know the the question marks. They had a point yeah. of interest uh, that was actually underwater. And I was like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. Maybe it's like an underwater cavern or an abandoned building or something like that. And it is oh, an abandoned building, but it's an abandoned building that is the exact same design, model, and layout as all the other abandoned... You, you know the stations that you find that have been like taken yeah. over by the alien or whatever? That's the other thing. It's like you only have like one building. Uh, I mean, you have one, but that building is sometimes taken over by an alien. Yeah, sometimes it's taken over. Or sometimes it's been decommissioned and you have to break the door down. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And I think those Which, are. Which, by the way, they said they will be hacking. Uh, yeah, well. I, I don't not, think what I'm doing counts as hacking. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. We'll read the whole list, we'll, we'll, we'll cover it all. Um, but so anyway, yeah, I haven't found anything. Um, I don't think it's a terrible game, to be honest. Um, I can see, like, myself playing this. Like, you know, if I just want to, like, turn off my brain and kind of go in autopilot and look mm-hmm. at pretty things. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt that way, way I felt the real that way problem. at first. But go ahead. Tell me what the real problem is. The real problem is that the game is just very, very limited. It's a lot more limited than I expected. Uh-huh. Even though I, I wasn't, like, I didn't buy into the hype of, like, oh, this is the uh, biggest game ever. And, you know, nothing will be the same afterwards that a lot of people seem to buy. 
Like, and it seems to like be really hesitant to kill you unless you're attacked by pirates. But otherwise, um, the combat is really easy. Like, I don't think I've ever lost like a food fight. Oh like, yeah, fight yeah. Anything. Um, I tried killing myself by flying into a star, and I couldn't. Like, it just wouldn't. Like, it got to a point where it just wouldn't get closer to the start at all. Mm-hmm. You didn't uh, have I, the nerve. No, I, I, I did. I went for 15 minutes, and then I was like, um, why am I wasting my life flying into, into yeah. a star? Um, so then I tried to kill myself by crashing my ship, and it won't let you do that either. Nope, no crashing your ship. Nope. So, you know, it, it's just very safe. I tried crashing my ship against um, a freighter, mm-hmm. and it still didn't, didn't let me. Yeah, no, you might, uh, the freighters, well, I think crashing into them won't do anything, but you can attack the freighters, and, and then they'll kill you. But Yeah, but I was starting to like, crash. That's about it. That's the other thing, like, nothing will kill you except for, like, space battles, which, at least for me, are 100% guaranteed death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because the, uh, the dodge fighting it just isn't good. I found the game to be... Uh, relatively entertaining, but it's one of those things where you have to make your own goals, kind of, uh, because the only real goal that it gives you is whatever story path you choose, be that following the Atlas or finding the two people. I can't remember their names. Um, uh, I don't I don't know if I missed some text that explained them or something, but all of a sudden he just started referencing them in my logs, and he's like, oh, we got to go find Chris and Rebecca. And, and it's like, who the fuck are those people? What? When you get the um, the quest, not the quest, the uh, the blueprints for the antimatter, uh-huh. the guy that gives it to you goes like, "Oh, I need help with this guy." To oh, find is, is that people. what is that what it is? Yeah, so he's like, "Oh, I can help him out and find these people, or I can just, you know, I must just skip through it too quickly." Atlas. Okay, well, I decided to do the atlas. I don't care about people. That's fine, but um. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a very like I, I so you're basically making your own fun, right? And so uh, the amount of fun that I was having in that game was greatly greatly diminished after the first time I bought a new ship, because that mm-hmm. was like that was like a big tentpole goal for me, and I bought a new ship and I was happy with the ship, and uh, as soon as you buy your first one, all the other ones get significantly more expensive. Um, mm. They stopped being the the upgrade I got was like two hundred and fifty thousand, and all of the ships I've seen since upgrading have been post a million at least. So, uh, so it it jumps up so far that like I mean you can I I don't think it would take a, a severely long time to get a million dollars in this game, but I still no, not really. the, the economy is actually pretty forgiving. But then the problem becomes how do you get that? And the answer is you land on a planet. And you scan some stuff, and you go into a, a menu, and you just hold square over all the stuff you scanned, mm-hmm. and then and then you're done. And then that's I think it. It the game, I think the big problem of the game is that it kind of blows. Yeah, it blows its load really quickly. Like you can you can probably just stop being surprised after you visited the first two systems. Right, right. I mean, and I mean, there's other objects out there, like the some the Rad Brad I saw, he uncovered like a abandoned castle, and I've seen that a couple times now. Uh, coincidentally, a, a piece that seems to crash people's PlayStations kind of a weird amount. Uh, whenever I look Fantastic. at crash videos, that's always where they are. Um, 
but I guess the one saving is grace is that it's, it's only like ten dollars right <laughs> yeah yeah well that'd be nice um the the problem is is that these these castles and these creatures that are interesting and planets that are interesting they're they're very rare so you know i i can't help it uh, the inner child in me watches the trailer of the game which always features this like beach planet with red trees they, right. they go so far as to put it on the cover of the game and I, I can't stop thinking about like that's the planet i want to go to and every time i land on a planet that just has a bunch of giant mushrooms everywhere i'm disappointed without fail uh and it it the planets are statistically much more likely to disappoint than delight you. Yeah. And so I, I mean, have to just a couple. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'm on my fourth warp, fifth warp, maybe. Uh, I probably have, I'm guessing somewhere around eight to 10 hours invested into the game. And I just, uh, I'm having a very hard time being compelled to go back. Sometimes you get into a loop where you, you kind of just zone out and you're wandering the planet and like you, you see a little cluster of gold and you get excited and you go mine it and you're, you're, able to, you're able to have like enough of a trail of things to collect that you're happy. Um, mm-hmm. But I was, telling, I was telling these guys the other day, my favorite planet that I came across was actually a dead planet. It had no plants. It had no life. It just had points of interest to visit where aliens or suit upgrades would be. And uh, yeah. that was the one I probably spent the most time on. I mean, to be honest, I really stopped doing real exploration a while ago. Mm-hmm. All I do now is I, I land in a planet. I look for uh, the first red beacon that I can find. I craft four uh, bypass tokens. Um, I look for all the things that are in that point. And then I go into the places. I, I get my suit upgrade. I activate my alien monolith. Uh, I scan wherever I find in a way, and then I leave. That's yeah, it. yeah. There are some planets. Uh, that, so it's very, very mechanical. And um, as you, you get know. further, there are some planets where, like, I just landed, stepped on the surface, and then immediately like got back in my ship and left. <laughs> it's like, okay, I don't care. Like, it's just more of the same. I'm not interested. Um, like you said, it, it just it runs out very quickly. Like very quickly. Yeah. I would say yeah. that I would say that you will see repeating content after the first hour for sure. Absolutely, almost certainly. And uh, by the fourth or fifth hour, I I would imagine that you have probably seen most of what the game has to offer you. Yep. Getting to the first Atlas station was neat. I I enjoyed that. Um, but after that, it's just kind of more of the same. I'd also, I don't know what happened, but when I got to the first Atlas station, it, it gave me like the path or whatever. And it made me backtrack, which I thought was kind of weird. It made me go back through a universe I'd already been to or a galaxy I'd already been to. I don't know what the story was there. So cool. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like at this point, like I would be totally comfortable trading the game in at, at my current timestamp. And, and maybe that's something to say, which is if you're going to buy this game, perhaps consider buying it on the console uh a because it has fewer problems it seems like than the pc version and b when you get tired of it you can take it back to the store and get some of your money back so i mean this could be a 30 dollar game in theory in theory in i theory. mean or just wait yeah if you're on the pc you should just wait i was gonna say time for november I, I gotta tell you though, cause like my save game, the first save file that I had got deleted. 
Like, got corrupted. Well, that's pretty shitty. Um, and I was only like maybe an hour in. I just got into space, so it wasn't like I lost a lot. But if it happened now, man, that's it. I'm done. Yeah, mm. I I would understand that completely and totally. Although there is something fun about that first planet because there's like a scenario, right? Like your ship is right. broken and you've crashed on the planet and you have to, you know, get it put back. Like you have something to do. You have an objective. And uh, for the rest of the game, like I said, if you're going to have an objective, it's one that's going to have to be manufactured by you. And the problem is, is that as soon as you achieve that objective, you don't have anything, you know, worth doing anymore. I, I see it all the time in... Uh, RPGs that I play, like Skyrim and things like that. Like once my character like looks cool enough, well, that's it. I'm done. Which... Well, but at least you have like an end game, like scenario, right? So you know. Well, yeah. Usually it's... in Bethesda games, I leave the the main quest for last, even though by the time you if you finish everything else, by the time you do the main quest, you're ultra overpowered. Mm-hmm. But like you know, it's kind of like a ritual for me, right? It's like it's a way for me to like tell myself that I'm done with the game. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, it's like okay, I done everything I want to do in this game, so I'm gonna finish the main quest. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that there's this here because why am I going to the center of the universe? <laughs> you know, well, you're going there so you can create another universe I'm with the saying, exact like, same know, planets. There's no real narrative. Yeah, yeah. There's there's very little. The writing that is there is 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 nice. It's good enough. Uh, you know, some of the aliens have charmed me when I when I met them with their wild waving of their arms and whatnot but um encounters with aliens are completely devoid of meaning and and maybe that's where we should begin our conversation of features that are missing from the game are you ready for the official list before we do that i want to i would have expected to at least see like some sort of concentration of people Mm -hmm. oh like a city yeah Anything, because like basically, and I, I made this analogy when we were talking about this in chat. I feel like I'm basically like a space highway, right? And you know, there's all this traffic going in and out of systems, and there's freighters which don't really move, but you know, it's implied that they go somewhere, but then there's nowhere to go. So that kind of like, at least for me, cracks the immersion quite a bit. Mm-hmm. It's like it's kind of like you know, in uh, Grand Theft Auto Five, there's that weird like highway that just goes around the island to nowhere it's kind of like that it's like well why mm-hmm. but anyway go on ahead and, and let's see the list yeah it's uh did you look at the list michael you see you seem skeptical that there's gonna be something great in here no i'm just kind of tired about hearing about no man's sky i have to say that if you should you should oh, at least you- experience this because it is i would say overwhelming just how much stuff is in here and i'm not suggesting that anybody do anything and i'm not saying that hello games owes anybody anything but i can't help but think that there have been companies that got in trouble for a lot less uh when when it comes to like false advertising and things like that they they molinued us they molinued it they molinued this hard and you know what you you know fable came out and it didn't deliver on most of molinu's promises but i'd play i'd play fable twice before i played uh no man's sky like it's Fable wasn't a bad game. No, Fable's a pretty good no, game. It's a pretty bad game, but no, I, I think I no, get it. Was. There's like something to do in nope. Fable. <laughs> sure, there's there's lots to do in Fable. There's not you a lot to do You can murder everybody and then go kill a bunch of monsters. And you still fart in it. So you, you kill everybody else. Yeah, there is farting in that game too. So, you know, the real pinnacle of, of quality humor. Well, here we go. I'll go through these quickly so we don't kill Michael. 
we have it's sectioned off into into segments. So the first segment is miscellaneous space gameplay and elements. Now keep in mind every bullet that I'm going to read here, we can we can actually have a specific interview where Hello Games says you can do this, or we can find uh, demo footage that they advertised as being in game where you could do this as well. So uh, this includes landing on asteroids. Uh, destroying space stations and fleets, uh, giant fleets of ships, and large freighters that actually move. Uh, large freighters are in the game, but they don't really go anywhere. Uh, there ended up being no landing on asteroids. There's no way to destroy freighters or space stations, and fleets in the game are comprised of maybe three to four ships. Uh, freighters also do not move at all, despite their engines always being on. All these things make the game much more static and lifeless than we were shown. So that's one. Mm -hmm. uh this one i feel like is actually one of the worst ones to me npcs and npc interactions uh they advertised faction affiliations with significance saying that you you know there's these three races in the game and you may find yourself you know wanting to ally with one more than the others and uh you know perhaps that would have some kind of effect maybe there's a race that you become enemies with or something like that um there's obviously, of course, in game no reason to not be everyone's friend. That it makes no yeah, difference it's whatsoever. Really, it's really easy to be their friend too. It's very easy to be their friend. Uh, it's like, sometimes you don't even do anything. You just like you break into somebody's house and they're like, "Oh, the geek like you now," and you're like, "Okay." Mm -hmm. Other stuff we have: we have trade ships docking with freighters, just a behavior that they promised. Uh, large scale joinable space battles between factions. Definitely not something that happens. Uh, NPC ships launching from the ground and in-atmosphere freighters with battling. Uh, faction affiliations have been completely trivialized from what we were shown and seem to have been pared down to almost no significance within the last few months. Sean talked a lot about how you could have a significant standing with factions that would meaningfully affect the game world. This is not the case. They serve nearly no purpose at all from what I could tell. They open up a few options for things like shield and health recharges, neither of which you would ever actually need them to do for multiple reasons. You can also farm worlds from their languages at a certain point, but it hardly seems like they meant for players to do that. You can max out faction rep on your first play session, and there are only three ranks for each. Losing rank seems to be very hard to do, even if you're trying to do it. Uh, and then, like they mentioned, the faction battles are also missing. The I don't even think... Um, have you run into two of the of different kinds of aliens in a galaxy? Nope. I don't so think so. Gek. I don't think I have either. I think if I go somewhere and it's Gek, they're all Gek. Or if I go somewhere and it's Kovacs or Korvacs, they're they're all that. Um, yep. By the way, I've only run into two species. Oh, so you, you even, haven't found I, the... I, uh, I didn't even know there, were, there was a third. There is another one. They're they're like this race of warriors. They're uh, they're they're like bigger, funnier looking Gek. Um, <laughs> and actually, right. speaking of something like this, you know, you know what my favorite uh, place to go to in the game is? Like my favorite uh, location type when I find it? Uh, it's it's always the trading posts. I don't know if you found one of those yet, but it's a little platform that just has a bunch of launch oh, pads yeah. around it. And I like yeah. finding those because ships come there very frequently. Like they're they're coming in all the time, and it's one of the few moments in that game where it feels like really alive and yeah, and really going on. Yeah, that like on the space stations. Well, and it's a good place to shop for ships if you're looking to upgrade your your ship. Uh, and yeah. we'll we'll get to why you don't really need to do that in just a second. Uh, next up is uh, s 
things that specifically rate, relate to the planets, the stars, and the cosmos. Uh, we have ringed planets, which they said would be in the game, but are not. We have sand planets, uh, basically like the desert planet that they've shown off. There's like six videos here where they show off the desert planet. Uh, with the sandworms. With the sandworms. Um, planets rotating and orbiting around a sun and the technical possibility of flying between star systems manually. Uh, so that's a very interesting point because I tried to fly into a star. And the star, first of all, the star is not in the system. Mm-hmm. It's outside. Right. And you just, like I said, you just can't stop getting close to it at one point. So you just, you know, you just keep flying forever and not really getting close. This um, is a this is a pretty significant feature that they were touting that seems to mm-hmm. be almost completely gone. Here's the quote from Murray. He says, the physics of every other game is faked. Uh, when you're on a planet, you're surrounded by a skybox, a cube that someone has painted stars or clouds onto. If there's a day-to-night cycle, it happens because they're slowly transitioning between a series of different boxes. With right. us, when you're on a planet, you can see as far as the curvature of the planet. If you walked for years, you could walk all the way around it, arriving back exactly where you started. Our day-to-night cycle is happening because the planet is rotating on its axis as it spins around the sun. There is real physics to that. We have people that will fly down from a space station onto a planet, and when they fly back up, the station isn't there anymore. The planet has rotated. People have filed that as a bug. He says it's kind of just like a humorous uh, thing. Um, needless to say, that doesn't exist. No ringed planets, no sand planets. Uh, planets do not rotate on their axis. Moons do not orbit the planets. And planets do not orbit a sun. There isn't even a sun. It's just a decoration on the skybox that he spoke yep. so low of. Uh, this may be the largest cut element. Solar systems in the game are only static planets hanging in space. Whether or not you land on the dark or light side of a planet doesn't matter. This nope. may have more wide-ranging effects than just aesthetics, as there were many things said to be governed by the planetary simulation. Uh, this is actually another kind of interesting point. Planets closest to the sun are just as likely to be frozen as the ones further away, for instance. Well, which, I mean, not that it matters anyway. There's there no, no way to see if they're closer to the sun. Right, right. The sun's not in the system. Yeah. Look, Lucio, have you ever flying, flown to the sun? You don't know that it doesn't get further away as you get closer to it. Oh, that's a good point. Russell's teapot sits right by the sun, and it it's doing fine. So, that's true. Uh, you know, it, I don't see what we're getting all uppity about. I think this is probably the section that uh, speaks the most to basically just like the core of what they said the game is. It's not, you know, um, like like we were saying that the technical ability to travel between these galaxies doesn't exist. You you can simply warp between these instances um and it seems a, a tad dishonest but uh ships and yeah, flights great the guy made a list but didn't we all know that it wasn't gonna do half the shit they promised i mean we we did but i don't think i think what i didn't know is how much of this because for for very early on and even even as recently as last week we have pegged a lot of the hype for this game uh on the community surrounding it yeah. But this paints a very different picture, uh, a picture that really actually shows that most of what people were hyped for are things that they were actually promised would be there. Um, and that's what I was saying, that this has been very, um, you know, very well documented and why it's important that it's been very well documented. Because it's not just that people assume that this was going to be in there from nowhere. There is 
very good precedent linking to those things. I mean, like I have to, I have to backtrack on some of my words because I've been very much part of that narrative of, of like, look, you know, I think people are making a, a bigger deal about this, and I, I was kind of under the thought that like the worst thing that Hello Games does is they, they just don't clarify. But a lot of this is just outright untrue, um, completely and totally. Uh, Not necessarily. See, those quotes, they all have a maybe after it. And they're just taking out the maybe. Some, sometimes. I mean, sometimes he is a very, uh, he's very careful with how he words himself. Uh, winks. And, and winks I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not suggesting that anybody go out there and like file a class action suit or anything. Um, although I wouldn't be surprised if something like that was in their future. Um, for Yeah. For, yeah. It, it, it gets tricky at some point. And uh, like I said, this is just so huge. But uh, let's we're almost there. We're, we've got just a couple more uh, ships and flight, actual ship classes and differentiation. We were promised that like different ships would be, you know, appropriate for different situations. So if you bought a trader ship, you might have more inventory slots, but it also might go slower. Things like that. Uh, the ability to name ships. They said we could do, but you can't. Um, and other natural flight cosmetics. uh so it's kind of just what we're talking about with that. This is actually one of the things that I think is one of the biggest uh, disappointments in the game is for all intents and purposes, every single ship is identical to the other with the exception of how many inventory slots it has. Uh, that's literally it. Any other differences between them are cosmetic and that's it. If you buy a bulky uh, you know, cargo ship, that's going to be just as good in a fight as your speedy you know, fighter pilot ship. It's kind of whatever you want. So shitty. Yeah, but pretty much. Uh, so they're all they're all identical. The only other thing that is different that is worth paying attention to when you're buying a ship is some of the cockpits have limited visibility because of the way the ship is built around them. So hmm. you may want to consider that you know before buying some of, especially the trader ones. A lot of them have like have like wings on them that uh, obscure your view in the cockpit. So, uh, but that's it. That's the only difference. Uh, trade resources and crafting. Uh, there, there was a lot that they promised regarding trading. In fact, it was said multiple times that if you didn't want to explore the planets and mine, that you could get through the game without doing that. And you could be a trader, basically. Yeah. I, I think that that is absolutely an impossibility. Uh, crafting that has complexity. Uh, find elements by checking galactic map. Uh, all the complexity and depth in trade resources and crafting seems to have been cut from the game and replaced with incredibly simplistic systems with almost no depth whatsoever in the last few months. Uh, there's a ton of stuff on here, but I won't I won't read through it all. Um, but the crafting system basically seems to, or the trading system seems to have pretty much been axed entirely. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have? Animals. Um, the animals they've kind of recanted. Some people have claimed they found some of the animals that they say don't exist. Um, but uh, there's still the matter of some of the larger creatures. Specifically, we've seen larger creatures that can actually like affect the environment. Uh, so like there's a giant dinosaur in one of the demos who like yeah. mows the trees down. Uh, there's the giant worm that literally like kind of carves through the planet. It doesn't look like any of that exists. Well, it doesn't look like some planets even exist, so the worm doesn't exist. Well, but again, that that we can peg back to it's very rare. I mean, at some point, someone's going to reverse engineer the game, and we can see whether or not it's actually true, but I don't know. Uh, Planetary surface features. Um, 
There were rivers, larger structures, crashed freighters, all things that we've been shown before that don't seem to actually appear in the game. Uh, there are portals, and uh, portals are... I don't know if we were ever told what they were going to do, but they are in the game, but they seem to be inactive. They don't actually do anything. So, there you go. Uh, Sentinels. We have Sentinels flying in large packs. We have uh, a wanted level that doesn't decrease when you go indoors. And we have uh, Walker Sentinels, which Walker Sentinels were basically like something that seemed as though they'd be wandering around the world. But in reality, yeah. they actually only they're only summoned when you hit like your maximum wanted level. So, so they do exist. They do exist. Uh, it's just okay. they're just not in the form that we that we were under the impression they would be. No, that does whatever. And then lastly, we have the miscellaneous section. Uh, being able to see and play with other players, of course. Uh, beacons marking points of interest with waypoints. Uh, useful marking with binoculars. The binoculars seem to be much more handy in all the demo footage that they've shown. Uh, hacking reinforced doors, radio chatter, so p- hearing conversations and you know things like that while you're in your starship, and uh, translucent glass on starships. So I mean, some of those are nitpicky. Like that's a pretty nitpicky one that they tinted all the starship windows. Um, yeah, but you know it is still something. So the question is, and we've we've cut this down to quite a bit. The question is, do you think that this was there and then got cut? to make a release date? Um, or do you think that like it was impractical and they knew, I guess my question is, do you think they ran out of time or do you think they realized that they wouldn't actually be able to do it? It's a very good question. And one of the things that is interesting is that there was, um, somebody did a, like a data mine of the game mm-hmm. and they found that there were folders with all, like all of this, those planets already like pre-built. So it's hard to know if it were like just, Kind of showing you a, a you know handmade planet that they thought might exist at one point, mm-hmm. or they just kind of made shit up. Um, yeah, and I'm honestly like, I'm honestly leaning towards that they made it up. I mean, a lot of it, a lot of what they've shown is like actual footage. Like you can see the game working with the stuff that they've talked about. Although this could just be examples of guided demos and things like that. Were you going to say something, Michael? Um, I thought never I... get excited for anything. Yeah, I mean that. I that's the takeaway. I think it never got out of the concept or like basic build stage. And then just figured, well, let's just pretend we made it. <laughs> I mean, that very well could be right. Like all we can do is speculate and they're not, I don't even feel bad speculating because they're not exactly going out of their way to explain, you know, what the situation is here. If they came out, if anything, they're making things worse. It's amazing how much goodwill they could earn if they came out and said, look, a lot of this stuff isn't in the game yet, but our intention is to patch it in. But instead, their patch notes and their promises are bringing up entirely new features that we haven't even like discussed before. They're talking about putting in base building, and it's like, man, why don't you put in planets that rotate like you said they would do? I don't think that's going to happen anyway, because that's the, the way the game... Basically, you are playing in a skybox. It's just the skybox is the actual like solar system. That's why you can get closer to the star once you reach a certain point because you're at the edge of the skybox. Right. The the planetary physics stuff, you'll never see that I- included in yeah, the game. Yeah, that's not going to happen. And those are the situations where I think they are straight up lying. Like when he said you could fly yourself from galaxy to galaxy, that it was feasibly possible. But basically, anytime he says it's feasibly possible, but uh, but 
statistically very unlikely. That means I don't think anyone will act, ever actually check this. That's basically what yep. that means. So, uh, you know, until we can actually like piece apart the game and and get a closer look at it, uh, there's there's no way to be sure. But I have a feeling that will happen at some point. Like I said, you know, people will are digging into this. And they're going to go through the game files and, and they're going to find the truth as to how exactly the game works and what it is. Go get them, gamers. We already have a little bit of a mod community forming. <laughs> there's at least 20 mods uh, that are out for the game now. So, I mean, there's there's plenty of stuff here. Any, any of them are going to make it work? or uh, You can't. So here's the thing. When the PC release came out, uh, there were a lot of people complaining because they couldn't even launch the game. And I said straight up, like, boy, they're going to be even more bummed out when the game actually does launch. <laughs> like, mm. I, I don't think you can mod this game to to be fun. I mean... Um, Not without I mean, turning like, it into a different game. I mean, if they're going to make it actually, like, work, not fun. Like, I have found... Uh, I have found um, uh, the combat in space to be fun. But Wing Commander's fun, too. I'll just play that, you know? I mean, I think Wing Commander is more complex than this, but I'm sure. Mm, I mean, not super complex. Like, like there's some extra buttons in Wing Commander, but, like, its core gameplay is pretty much just all joystick. Like, it's just it's just moving the joystick and pointing it at the guy and shoot him. Uh, but the ship feels very similar, controls in a very similar way, where you're pretty much just using one analog stick to move it entirely. And, um... I, I don't know, they feel similar to me. But I, I enjoy the combat, but the problem is is that it seems woefully imbalanced. So, like, I, w- I was able to show Doug and Michael a fight, and uh, I got lucky because only two guys jumped me. But oh, it, seems, nothing. It, it seems to be entirely random because a lot of times it's, like, 15 guys. Mm-hmm. And I can kill, like, three or four, but then I go down because my, my ship isn't nearly upgraded enough to put up with something like that yeah so i don't know how that's balanced or if it's balanced at all uh but it it doesn't feel doesn't feel like it uh this is a great example of why i think everybody here at least is very skeptical or at least hates a little bit procedural generation yep uh and it's it's why a game like um What's that one that just came out where everybody's on the on the happy pills? Oh, we happy few. We happy few. It's the it's the same. It's it's why we were all bummed out when we heard that that was a procedurally generated title. It is a big turnoff when you hear that, right? It's, it's like, enormous. Oh. It's enormous because it just means that they found a way to make me repeat the same content over and over again, yep. in order to falsely bolster the length of the game. We didn't try very hard, so. Maybe we should talk instead, then, about a game that is tightly crafted, deliberate, dare I say it, linear. I don't right. know if you know which one I'm referring to. No. no. Final <laughs> Fantasy III. Final Fantasy III. Oh, that is a great, tightly crafted experience. Yeah. Now, I was, I was specifically thinking of The Girl and the Robot. Oh, yeah. That's a game that came out this week, which is really bad timing for it. Is it, is it <laughs> out now? No, it's out Thursday. Okay, so coming out very soon. Which is a shame that it's that, that it's chosen this time to come out because it's actually pretty good. Yeah, so, um, fall should really be like a blackout zone on the indie calendar. Like, if you're an indie and you're listening to this podcast right now, 
I want you to take your calendar and I want you to find August, September, October, and November. And I want you to tear all of those out. Like just just throw them away and put them in the garbage and pretend they don't exist because frankly, we don't need your game during that time. We don't have time for your game even if we really want to. We probably don't want to play your game anyway. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Pretty good chance. Just, I don't know of, uh, of the two games that I played this week that I can talk about. Um, this one was a better one. So <laughs> I've played some pretty good indies this year. So tell tell me about the girl and the robot. So let me start with the bad the bad side of the girl and the robot. So um, it's very unpolished. Um, the graphics are, I would say, are PS2 level. It was um, it was kickstarted, right? I think we were talking about that. It was kickstarted. They raised thirty eight thousand dollars Canadian. Mm-hmm. It's been in development for a long time, for about four years. Oh wow! So it was basically done in a shoestring budget by people who, I guess, were I don't know, eating probably their own concept art as <laughs> <laughs> to, to sustain themselves they when they try to develop this draw, game. Draw a picture of a turkey leg and then eat it. Yeah, something like that. Because three eight thousand Canadian won't even buy you a bag of onions, so I'd say that's a that's at least a couple bags of milk, but right um, so delicious bag the of game, milk. The game is essentially when it starts, you are this little girl, you're locked in a tower, and this um, this bird flies in, and you you nurse it back to health, and so as a reward, this old man opens the door to your cage. When you open the door to your cage, you find out that you are in this like labyrinthine castle filled with these robots that are decked in like heavy uh, medieval armor, and obviously they're trying to catch you to bring you back to yourself. Um, as you are playing the game, you find this amulet that gives you control of a different robot who is also imprisoned. So essentially, the game is a narrative puzzle game, and what I mean by that is. You know, there's a narrative, but basically the action is puzzles. And most of them involve, like, switching back and forth between the robot and the girl, right? Mm-hmm. As the title would imply. Um, so the girl is very weak. Uh, she can't fight. But she's very agile. She can um, jump. Ooh. She can also squeeze in tight spaces. The robot, on the other hand, is very strong, so he can move heavy stuff, and he can fight which obviously is important. Now, like I said, let me start with the bad side. So the graphics are very, they're, they're good. Like the art direction is good, but the graphics themselves are not good. Um, they're about, like I said, PS2 level type graphics. Um, the animations are kind of stiff. Um, the combat is just very, very clunky. You essentially have three buttons. You have block, you have a bow and arrow, and you have your sword slash. Since you move very slowly and the enemies do too, what you really need to do is just kind of block until they attack you. And when they attack you and you're blocking, then just hit them with your three slash combo until they die. Um, You can pretty much handle three or four robots at a time without a problem. Once you um, you have more than those, then it's a guaranteed loss because if they actually hit you, they stun lock you. So um, when you have more than one robot hitting you at a time, uh, you basically just end up getting into this loop where 
because stun locked and you can't react and you die. Okay. Um, do you think that's you do you think that's intentional? Like, is that is it kind of to make you think about like placement of yourself, or uh, is it? I guess if you wanted to make your difficulty like that, you'd probably just lower health and make it less hits to die. Well, I think it's usually a punishment for like missing up a puzzle or something. So I think it is kind of on purpose, mm-hmm. but it's very frustrating. They could have handled that better. Um, because just why don't just give me a game over screen if I fail, you know? Just yeah. Um, what else? The the cutscenes have this weird delay when um, you know when they're switching angles. It's just like a split second, but it's kind of jarring. And kind of at a first, I telltale effect, sort of. Kind of like that. And at first, I thought it might be just my system, but um, I researched it and I found that there were other people, like even back to like when the alpha was releasing the Sura, mm-hmm. that were reporting the same problem. Oh, okay. So it's it's a known issue um, that I guess just didn't have the budget to to fix. Um. What else? We didn't, uh, we didn't talk about uh, like kind of how it plays. What does it? What does it feel like? What what game would you compare it to? Is there anything that's a close? Ico, Ico, because I thought it looked very. Um, I thought it looked very Zelda-ish to me. With like, no, actually, it really doesn't. Not really. No. Um, so that's the bad side, though. Let me talk about the good stuff. So yeah, talk about the good stuff because when you got this game, I was a little jealous that I didn't get it. So maybe, maybe <laughs> well, say I mean, something nice about it. And I mean, your score is relatively middling, but it sounds like overall you enjoyed it. I did. Um, so the first thing I need to say is the puzzles and the level design are very well thought out, extremely well thought out. Um, I was actually surprised on the variety of like mechanics that they have in this game. And some of them they just used a couple of times. And they are very good at kind of measuring like the longevity that certain mechanics have so as to not burn you out on them, right? So for every new mechanic that you find, you're going to have like a really easy easy puzzle for it, kind of for you to get used to it, right? Mm-hmm. Once you uh, get used to it, you will have, you know, like a series of skeleton puzzles, usually two or three before they throw in a, a harder one that also has enemies in it. Mm-hmm. So that progression is very well done. And when they're finished kind of with that mechanic, they just go on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a lot of it going on. Another thing that they do very well is kind of like building a world, even though the world is completely empty and there's like barely any NPCs. Um, they have that thing, you know, kind of like in Dark Souls where like, I don't know, you open a door and you go down a, a stairway and, you know, you fight your way through a catacombs and you come out and you are like, you know, next door and you open a door and you have like a shortcut kind of level design. Yeah, um, yeah. It has, it has that going on. So like at some point, you know, there's this kind of like this hub village that you get to at one point. And, um, you know, you go around the game world and then you suddenly you're back there and it's great. It, it feels like, you know, like an actual world. Yeah. And it's clearly that they, they took a lot of, a lot of care making sure that, um, that that happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so that complements the puzzles well too, because when you go into a new area, you know, you're going to have a different set of puzzles. Um, the other thing that they... They do all very well. Is um, 
So at the beginning of the game, they teach you very quickly that you don't want the girl and the robot to be separated, right? So when I started the game and I saw there were enemies, I was like, why would you ever want to not send the robot first alone, right? Mm-hmm. Why would you put the girl in danger when she can defend herself? Yeah, uh, when, you monster. Can send, when you can just send the robot and, you know, just kind of fuck everything up before you move the girl in. The game teaches you very quickly that that's a bad idea, and the way it does it is two ways. First of all, the only way that the robot can heal is the girl can heal him, but he can sustain himself. Gotcha. So if they're separated and he takes a lot of damage, then he's kind of fucked. The other way to do it is like sometimes some things that you do will trigger enemies coming from behind. So if you left the girl behind, that will mean that she will you know, basically be defenseless. And your robot will not have any hope of reaching her in time. Um, so it teaches you very early on that you want them to be close. And then about two-thirds into the game, it separates them. <laughs> and Aww. it's a very uh, it's a very tense moment. It's, it's great. Um, so it plays with your expectations very well. And it is clear that it's something that they plan to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, th- that was great. I was like, you know, it's it kind of like harrowing in the moment, but it's a good kind of, you know, stress, if you know, understand what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It was very clever. I, I really like that, that detail. Um, do we know... So the way it pays, yeah. Oh, I was going to ask, do we know what price is for this? $10. Okay, that's not bad at all. So it's about four, four hours. Um Okay, so kind of short, but it sounds like well balanced. And I mean, for a puzzle game, it's hard to you, it's hard to make a compelling puzzle game that lasts, you know, forty hours. Yeah, and I think that they were very careful, like I said, in making sure that the mechanics don't overstay their welcome. Mm-hmm. So I think if you had like a longer game, you probably would kind of be bored of it by the end, you know. Mm-hmm. But the way it's, it's done now. Um, I think it's just long enough so that you can enjoy it and not like get burned out on it. Was that about right? Like, were you were you done by the time you got to the end? Pretty much felt appropriate. Yeah. So the other thing they do is they like to put the story in like the environment, and I'm kind of mixed of mixed feelings about it because like the environment is so empty, it's kind of easy to point out where the story bits are. Um, but at least they try to kind of not just like kill you with exposition. So I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So it is a story, but you don't really need to even like care about it if you don't want to. Right. It's a, a lot simpler, kind of yeah. rudimentary. And it's not anything deep or anything like that. It's not, you know, it's not gone home or whatever. I mean, you compare it to like uh, uh, Ico. But, I mean, you know, games like Shadow of the Colossus have quite a bit going on as far as story goes um, and are actually, like, pretty heady. Like, the elements are small, but, like, what happens in the end of Shadow of the Colossus is a pretty big, like, what the fuck, what is happening kind of thing. So, I don't know. There is kind of something like that going on in this game, and I don't want to spoil it. Mm, Okay. All right. Um, there uh, There is a thing at the end. Oh, really? Yeah. So you turn into a baby? No, you don't turn into a baby. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that'd be pretty tight if you could turn into a baby. There is lore behind this, and you know it has it comes up at the end. Mm-hmm. 
I just don't really need it to enjoy the game. Um, so the way it plays is you you press Y to kind of change between the both characters. Uh, so like I said, you know, the girl is good at squishing into places and jumping, and the robot is good at fighting and lifting heavy stuff. So the first like puzzles you get are usually like switch base ones. So you know you have oh you need to have one standing here and one standing here, and then you know the robot needs to. Uh, move uh, rocks so the girl can jump into the other switch, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they they kind of go. I don't know if uh, how much you want me to go into the puzzles, but there's some that, uh, for example, there's these beams of light that you activate by standing on the stones. So you need to um, get this door at the end of a, a long like maze to light up, right? So you have to find the um the stones and the only way to sustain the light is by having someone standing on a platform um until the other person stands on the next one and the light moves if one of them so if both of them leave the the stones at the same time the light goes back to the beginning so you have need to have somebody uh on that platform at all times mm-hmm. and so that means alternating between them to get them to the destination, right? Uh, so that's one of the situations where they um, they kind of separate you because they will have like, oh, you know, you, you need to go around this place and, and activate the next platform. And you don't know what's there. It can be, you know, um, a small opening that only the girl can access or it can be, you know, evil robots that, you know, only the robot can take care of. Hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of variety in, in the puzzles. One of my favorites is that there's this um, there's this invisible walkway that the girl can see, but the robot can. So you kind of need to switch back and forth to see where she's walking. Oh, okay. So she can kind of like guide you across it. Right. Exactly. That's pretty creative. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. Like I said, they do a really good job with the puzzles. I was impressed with how many mechanics they have. Now that puzzle, that specific puzzle that I just mentioned, that is probably one of the most tedious. So mm-hmm. you're only going to see it once or twice. Oh, okay, yeah. So they, that's what you mean by like them kind of abandoning... like. Right, so so they understand that you know maybe this mechanic is kind of a pain in the ass, so they kind of just not use it too much. Right, but when it happens once, you're like, this is really clever. But right. if it exactly. were to happen you know, a hundred times, you would have probably been annoyed by it. Yeah, exactly. If, if I had more of that, I would have probably been like, ah, oh, this is bullshit. Okay. Well, that um, sounds like a pretty interesting uh, title, I think. It's a good game. I really enjoyed it, and I wish I could give it a higher score, but it's just, just the need, production values are so low. Needs a little help. To be honest, when I started, I was like, oh, uh, this is what I signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I know that I know that feeling for sure. So, you know, I, I was personally surprised to, uh, to see that I was wrong in my initial assessment. Well, good. And uh, like you said, it comes out Thursday. So if your interest is peaked, uh, you know, go go check out Steam on on the 18th, and uh, you should be able to track down a copy of the game. Should we hit on Slain real quick before we go? Sure. I'm I'm curious about it uh, because Slain, as you may recall, is a side-scrolling, uh, absolutely gorgeous pixel art. Uh, game and it's kind of it, it built itself sort of like a metroidvania i don't know how much it actually plays like that but it basically was released a little bit earlier this year and was the tactical phrase would be a colossal fuck mess um 
but uh, but it has been re-released. If you already owned the game, they, it was basically just a patch, so you didn't have to buy it again or anything like that. And it has been uh, fixed, or I guess that's my understanding. I, I don't know, Michael. Tell me what the state of things is. I don't think it's been fixed. I think it's been pretty much rebuilt. So it, it like, does. Does it feel like like what do you mean by that? Is it the same? levels and just like the controls are different or does it seem like it's just a completely different game i mean the graphics are the same but beyond that like the mechanics are different um actually a lot of the art is different too the levels are built differently uh the game plays differently it's pretty much like they started from like step one and worked their way into a totally different game and uh it's actually pretty fucking sweet nice so, so yeah. changed in a good way. Very much so. What so. changed? So, I mean, the first thing you'll notice is if you've played, and I, I wish I had the original game to kind of like play side by side so yeah, I can see yeah. all the ways it has changed. Um, it had a very bland, unenjoyable, just kind of tedious combat mechanic, and the game is almost entirely combat or like, you know, platforming. So that's a, that's a bad thing to have be as bad as it was, but um, they've updated it, or not updated, but they've, they've added some new mechanics where, like, you can deflect enemy attacks. Um, like, if you if someone shoots a projectile at you, you can bat it back at them, or you can, like, uh, you can do a parry and a counter if your timing is good. And these nice. are things the original game didn't have. Um, and pretty much like the entire game from like start to finish relies on those mechanics. So like I, I could barely play past the first level in the original, but they would have had to basically redo the entire game to integrate these things the way they did. And it's really exciting. Like it, it still looks really good. The metal is still okay at best. Some of them are, be- some of the song or tracks are better than others, but like, does it, um, does it have like, Metal from Famous Mass, or is it just kind of like homemade? It's homemade. I, I imagine probably one of the guys in the game or in the uh, production crew just did it at home. Like the uh, the drums and the keyboard, I think, are all just MIDI. But you know, the the guitar itself is you know someone doing some decent shredding. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it you know it was really just like a very bland um, kind of like old school Castlevania. So not like the metroidvania type game but just you know you start at the beginning of the level you work your way through it and you kill the boss at the end as you know it was, it was more than just bland it was terrible it was really just painful to play um it didn't play well like the characters like spoke in net speak like i remember one of the the main villain like addressed me with like btw <laughs> oh man. i didn't know that wow yeah i know it, it was so and I guess the story is that they had their lead developer like quit the game shortly before it was supposed to release. Mm-hmm. So they basically just didn't have a completed game to release, but they they put it out there anyway. Um, they got a new guy, and uh, really, like I said, they must have just put in a lot of work. So I don't know if they were like halfway done when the original developer quit, or if they just had to like basically make two games, but. Um, Jared, I think you mentioned we we should do a video of it sometime. I think I'll give you a better idea of like what's cool about it. Uh, but if you were disappointed like I was when this game came out, uh, maybe it's time to take a second look because it's it was a lot of fun. Yeah, because I was really looking forward to this one. I was I was following this one 
uh, clear back when it was in, you know, like uh, Steam Greenlight, I think. Mm. And uh, because every now and then I'll go and I'll crawl Greenlight and I'll see what's new and like what's up and coming and uh, try and kind of connect with some of those developers and, you know, uh, see what we can do there. And that Mm. was that was one that I found via that that path, I believe. Um, And so I was really disappointed because, I mean, even even with their terrible release, the game still looks great. Oh, it's beautiful. And now it plays to match. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I can't remember the other game. There's another one that I found via a similar way. Oh, Wildfire. Have you guys ever seen that? Wildfire. But I remember the the first time I heard the girl and the robot was during Greenlight. Wildfire is pretty cool. It looks a lot like um, it looks aesthetically very similar, I think, to to Slain. But you basically are, uh, you know, you have kind of really? like this this side scrolling. I'll have to link you to it. It's pretty cool. I think it's still on Greenlight, um, but uh, I don't know when it's coming out or what's going on with it. But you basically you're you're like a an alchemist or something, and you have these vials, and when you throw them, it'll actually start the environment on fire. So if you throw mm-hmm. if you throw it in an area where there's grass, it'll start a bigger fire. Uh, you you kind of use this to solve puzzles and do stuff like that. I'll I'll link you guys to it. I think it's a pretty neat looking game. Sounds good. Yeah, definitely. Sounds anyway, like my kind of thing. That's my tangent. But, but uh, how many planets will have to explore? Hopefully none. I don't know. Um, I think I'm kind of uh, over exploring planets for now. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see how it goes, but uh, it's not hugely on my list at the moment. Oh come on! So, Michael, you would recommend Slain in its current state? Go out and get this fucking game. Cool, I like it. Yeah, we'll uh, kill you. I'll look in. I'll look into yeah. putting together a video for it. We'll see if we can do something like that. Maybe I'll look into seeing if we can get some old side by side footage. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, nice. I don't know how we'd go about getting that, but um, I actually think the publisher might be up for helping with that. I don't know. I'll I'll reach out to him and see. Oh yeah, it's a good idea. Let me let me do that. I'll see if they'd be interested. Maybe uh, shining a little light on what a good job they did. Maybe giving us an older build and giving us some stuff to highlight as far as like what worked well, what didn't. I don't know. Could be interesting. All right. Yeah. Well. I think that's uh, probably about it for for this week. Everybody, everybody happy? Did we talk about all the things that you were dying to talk about? Yeah, just you know, I, let this be a lesson to you, internet people, not to get excited about hype and all that shit. Yeah, I mean, or anything. You know, here we are again, and we'll be here again with whatever the next one is. Like, there's always going to be something, right? Uh, so you know, just uh, measure. You just you just need to become cynical, like us. So CD Projekt Red, uh, I guess you're next. You somehow deliver with The Witcher. They're going to fuck up that Gwent game for sure. <laughs> that hotly anticipated Gwent game. What is fucked? All right, guys. Well, I think that does it for us. If you're not already, you should go follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're at The Enemy Slime on both of those services. Go check us out on YouTube as well. We just put up a video for Livelock. And we will have, I think, another video probably at least on Thursday. So uh, should be some more content coming out pretty soon. But I think with that, 